Somebody shout hallelujah. Beloved, we are welcome to episode 12 of the season 2 of Biblical Phronesis. This episode is the final episode of this season. In this season, we <clears throat> where we have looked at our personality trait predict authentic leadership. We we have learned the pitfalls that await neurotic leaders. In the previous episode, that is episode 11, we flagged two feelings of neurotic leaders. These feelings must not be found in us in the mighty name of Jesus. So our central question in this concluding episode of season 2 is, who are the leaders with distinct personalities? Or who are the leaders with godly personalities that we can emulate today? Beloved, in this final episode of the season, we take a systemic look at personality in relation to leading as a true Christian. Beyond the big five personality traits of extraversion, openness to experience, agreeableness, having good conscience and neuroticism, there are tools available for gaining insight into our personality. Such tools can help us to learn about how we are wired descriptively. Personality traits, however, must never be prescriptive. It must not dictate to us what we must do at any point in time. The only that is left for the remit of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit in us should be directing us. For example, we must not excuse bad behavior, such as anger or lying on the basis of, Oh, I can't help myself. I am so so and so person. That is unacceptable for a Christian because it is unholy. However, knowing that we are, for example, an extrovert, we help us to understand why we enjoy some things and dislike others. It will also help us to understand the sort of working environment where we can thrive and flourish. The point is, rather than trying to be someone else, we should positively express who we are as God has made us. We should express godly character. In relation to personality, beloved, character can be defined as the combination of traits and qualities that differentiate the individual nature of a person. On its own, personality also can be described as the sum of behavioral and mental characteristics of an individual that make him or her unique. In effect, beloved, Character and personality have duality. They are related. Because of this duality, personality cannot be ignored when we seek to promote godly character. Why? Because character is foundational to everything we do or say. It is what we have. For example, one can be a gifted leader, a talented leader, and a wonderful speaker but without godly character all will fall apart whether the person is leading a parish or a department in in the secular world beloved the substance of who we are is our character we must never forget that and our character can never be hidden who we are in private always always Find a way of shining through in the public sooner or later. 
our character is often seen by people around us than by ourselves. It will shine through. In other words, it will reveal itself in these mountains that we may not count. It will reveal itself when we are under pressure. And it will reveal itself when we are in private. That is who we are. So why pay attention to personality then? We need to pay attention to personality as it influences our character, beloved. It influences our character. Our character in turn defines who we are in Christ or in the world. It is not what we say on the pulpit. We must know that because some of us are great talkers. We are great orators. It is what we do, especially under prayer, that shows our character. It is about what we do or say in private when only God is seeing us. When we check ourselves, do we see holiness in our personality and character? That is the question before us. Do we see holiness and godliness in our personality and character? According to 1 Peter 1, 15-16, we quote it very well. 1 Peter 1, 15-16, we are called as children of God into a life of holiness, especially when we call ourselves born-again Christians. So our personality and character must mirror that of Jesus to honor and glorify him. A good leader must be mindful of his or her personality so as to lead people using positive leadership styles. Good leaders should be acquitted, even casually, with varying styles of leadership to know which style suits their personality and situation best. Beloved, having such knowledge goes a long way in helping leaders cope with difficult people. Coping with difficult people is not new today. For example, David had to cope with the Gibeonites in 2 Samuel 21. 2 Samuel 21. He tried to satisfy critics amongst them. He tried to appease some of them. The fact of the matter is that we have varying personalities in leadership and followership positions. For the leader, difficult people must not be allowed to drain positivity out of us. Maswell B.N. suggests that leaders should do a range of things, but we cite three here. Number one, when you, when you are confronting difficult people, consider the issue brought by individuals that believe they can ride over others. They believe when they talk, whatever they say must be followed. However, we should only stand up if the matter is important. We must not be swayed by such difficult people. Number two, we must learn as leaders to remove explosive and unpredictable fellows from the crowd before they pollute the crowd, they pollute the church or congregation. We should be firm and be direct with our decisions. Number three, we should also learn to set boundaries for fellows that demand a lot of time and energy through fostering accountable relationships. These three examples represent difficult personalities that leaders we have to confront. Leaders like Jeremiah and Paul had their fair share of a counter with such individuals. So let's take a look at them, starting with Jeremiah. Jeremiah stands for a personality example, number one, because we are looking at three in this final episode. Without a doubt, Jeremiah received a tough assignment as a leader who got called to lead a stubborn people. 
God told him that the people would not follow him. We should read Jeremiah 7, 27 to 28. Jeremiah 7, 27 to 28. But God directed him to deliver difficult messages so as to call these same people to repentance. So that they, they, will, they will drop their, their wrong standard they have raised for themselves and they will embrace God. Beloved Jeremiah led these stiff-necked people who rejected his attempt to positively influence them. He had a tenacious personality that delivered on this difficult mandate. Jeremiah, as an embattled leader, internalized his core convictions. He was not swayed by every, every, every wind. In, but despite the situation, he never lost his compassion. Despite seeing several rejections, his heart never went cold towards his people. So what are the lessons in leadership from Jeremiah? There are quite many, but let's cite five of them. Number one, God calling you of a leader is accompanied by empowerment. It will empower you, empower you if he has called you. Two, leaders must expect criticism and they must confront them at times, but not all the time. Effective leaders will be the one that will identify failures in their people and deploy a corrective measure to bring them to the fold, not to scatter them. So effective leaders can be watchmen and shepherd at the same time. Effective leaders will also find ways to communicate the truth, no matter what it takes. Example number two that I want to cite is Paul. Is Paul. God used the words and personality of Paul to encourage and correct the church in Corinth, for example. First Corinthians 9 says, Paul became all things to all people for the purpose of reaching as many as possible for Christ, not for himself, but for Christ. What are the lessons we learn from Paul, Apostle Paul? We learned again and again that confrontation and criticism go with the leadership territory. As leaders, we must expect it. But that doesn't mean that we become pessimistic. Number two, leaders must find their identity in Christ, not in people. Leaders cannot be men pleasers. It's not a popularity contest leading in the church in particular. Number three, purity, holiness, and love will manifest when leaders courageously address problems. That is having the gift of administration, as we have amplified in the previous episode. Number four, effective leaders will always find a place for everyone to serve well. And so, beloved, our third example is our Lord Jesus Christ, who was like Jeremiah and Paul combined in how it led throughout his earthly ministry. He was able to reach different people. He was able to sleep around on notice as an introvert. And when required, he addressed people as an extrovert and they stopped to listen. The personality of Jesus Christ was highly defined, compelling, and indelible. That many listeners got the message that he had for them. So, beloved, in our attempt to be a good leader, we must focus our effort on the qualities that define us. We must be logical. We must be open and engaging so that people will get the message. Beloved, as we close this episode at this season of Biblical Phonesis, let us know the following Phronesis, the following practical wisdom. We have three in this episode. Number one, 
we must learn to be like Jesus in personality terms. We must learn for Christ's likeness in character. We must do this to please God, not man, not a man. Number two, we must ensure that our personality and character are agreeable, open to experience, and engaging with a good conscience in service. Number three, we should accept that life, life, L-I-F-E, and its experiences mingle with personality under the auction of the Holy Spirit to produce authenticity in Christian leadership. And so, Jeremiah, Paul, and our Lord Jesus Christ have distinct personalities. Their personalities were godly, and they achieved their mandate even in the face of difficulties. We can learn from them. So, beloved, that is what we have for us in this season. As we look forward to the next season of BP, we will learn that being a leader is a continuous exercise. As such, the season three of Biblical Financial focus on the nature of authentic leaders. It will complete our trilogy on authentic leadership. The very positive nature of authentic leadership shall be synthesized with relevant dark side to foreground. In other words, to drive home lessons for each episode of the season. So we crave your prayer that that upcoming season will be the best yet of biblical furnaces. Let us pray, beloved. Mighty man of war, king of glory, the Jehovah Mosai, you are the one and only true God. We thank you. We are grateful for talking to us through biblical furnaces on being authentic leaders. We thank you for helping us to see how refining our personalities will take your kingdom again. Lord Jesus, by your mercy, let us be doers of your word, Jesus. Thank you for all you do and all you are doing in our lives. Thank you for your divine wisdom that you have made available. Keep us beyond the promises of the of Jesus, Beloved, if you enjoyed this episode, please like us on our various media platforms and also join us at the Redeem Christian Church of God Restoration House online or on site in Bloomfield, South Africa. We welcome comments from you. Please use all our platforms on Facebook as well as YouTube. Till we come to you in the next episode of Biblical Phonesis. May the Lord keep you safe and blessed. May He shower you with divine wisdom daily to succeed in the mighty name of Jesus.